You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. We don't know the exact day or hour, but we know it's going to happen soon and very soon. All the signs are there. The time and season that we are living in assures us that it could be any day. Any day now, the cicadas are coming. You're welcome. Is anybody ready for the cicadas? Soon and very soon. I hear that Friday there were a few that appear, appeared in Sharonville, so they're, they're on their way. They spend most of their lives underground feeding, and then they come out between either a 13-year cicada or a 17-year cicada. We're getting experience the 17-year ones. And they emerge between April and June, depending on what part of the country and how warm the weather gets. And once they emerge, they climb up into that tree or into the brush and they molt and they turn into who they're supposed to turn into and they then begin to sing. The song of the cicadas, and our young people have not yet experienced it. I heard of a restaurant in Washington, D.C. that they're closing between like May and July just because of the sheer noise that is about to happen, and they Once they lay their eggs, those hatchlings drop into the ground, back into the ground for 17 years. Now the question is, how do they know? 17 years, exactly. We're not talking like between 15 and 18 years. We're talking 17 years. That to me is amazing. Scientists, again, they speculate on this, that there's some kind of molecular clock that exists in the cicadas, that they're somehow processing years based on the sap and the stuff that falls into the ground, the nutrients, and the 17th iteration is the one. Think about that. The 17th iteration is the one that they go, it's time to emerge. And today I'm not going to try and mystify the cicadas or the 17-year process. I just want to use this as an example, as a way for us to understand something I believe Jesus wanted us to know and what the early church lived by. If we can know 
that the cicadas are coming because of the season we live in. I want to suggest today that we can know that we are living in the season of the coming of the Lord. We don't know the exact day or the hour, but we have, we can have confidence and expectation that it's going to happen. All the signs are there. The time and the season that we're living in assures us that it could be any day. And I read an article this week that simply said, any day now. Any day now, the cicadas are going to emerge. And I'm going to tell you my heart leapt. As I thought, isn't that true about Christ? Any day now. I feel the Holy Ghost now. Any day now. Christ could come. And that's what I want to talk for just a few moments today about. What do you really believe about the return of Christ? You think you have another 15, 16 years, and then Christ will come. I I don't know about you, but I was struck this week when it said, any day now, any day, Christ could literally come back for his church. I'm reminded of what our Bishop Norman Pasley II said. He said, the key to our comfort and victory in this life is the passionate pursuit of the next life. The key to our comfort and victory in this life is the passionate pursuit of the next life. Let me state what I believe and I think a majority of you believe, that Jesus is coming back. We understand and summarize his life, that he was born 33 and a half years on this earth. He dies. He's buried. He rises again from the grave. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 9, it says, when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. I want to tell you today, he's coming back. He's coming back. Any day now, he's coming back. So I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. The second thing is we don't know when it will be. Jesus said, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my heavenly father only, my father only. We don't know when it will be, but here's what we do know. God knows when it will be. He said, I know I have time in my hand and I know when it's going to happen. But here's what we do know through Scripture, that it's going to happen suddenly. It's going to happen suddenly, and it's going to happen unexpectedly. And let me state something that maybe gets lost in the hype, 
of the apocalyptic obsession. Christ is coming back during what seems like a normal time. Christ is not coming back because you found 88 reasons and he's going to come back in 1998. And let me just say what I believe. I don't think he's coming on what we call a blood moon because we can look in the sky and see the tent of the moon. He's coming back Suddenly, he's coming back unexpectedly, and he's coming back when it seems like everything is normal. Matthew, he said, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, what were they doing? Eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until that day that Noah entered the ark. What it's saying there is that they're just going through life. It's just going to happen. Life as usual. On a very normal day in May. On a very normal day in June, on a very normal Sunday, on a very normal Monday. I'm not sure, but he said it's just going to be like the sun or like the days of Noah. People are eating and drinking. There's nothing special about that. Marrying and giving in marriage, there's nothing really special about that. They're just going through life. And he said, and did not know Until the flood came, they did not know and it took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And it says, verse 40, Jesus said, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Very normal, going through work, going through life. In Luke, he said, one will be, they'll both, there'll be two people sleeping, and while they're asleep, one will be taken, and one will be left. He said, two men will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, one will be left. We'll just be going about our normal day. And he's going to come suddenly. Any day now. He could come. Jesus said, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Suddenly, unexpectedly, on a normal day. When will it happen? What are we waiting on? Well, Matthew 24 says, for nation will rise against nation. Check. Kingdom against kingdom. Check. There'll be famines. Check. Pestilence. Check. Cicadas. Check. Corona. Check. Earthquakes in various places. Check. 
All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and be hated for my all nations for my name's sake. That's happened. And then many will be offended, betray one another, will happen or will hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and deceive many. Check. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Check. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Can I tell you, we're, we're, our church is a part of the United Pentecostal Church International. We happen to be a part of an organization. It's not the only church organization. It's not the only people that are going to be saved in the world. But in our church organization alone, we have works in 232 nations and territories in the world. The gospel is being preached in 232 nations of the world in our organization. You know how many nations we don't have a work in? 13. I'm going to say that the gospel is being preached in all the world. Just in our organization alone. Not to mention all the other believers. And if that weren't enough, a few weeks ago we heard from Pastor Art Wilson at the UN who's doing a ministry at the UN. All the world is hearing the gospel. And if that weren't enough for you, let's take technology into uh, uh, account. That pretty much anywhere in the world, if you can get on YouTube, if you can get online, you can get to the gospel. The gospel is being preached everywhere in the world. And so I've come to declare today, it's any day now. It's any day now. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what you're waiting for expecting to happen. I don't know what blood moon. I don't know what prophecy you think's going to happen. Then he's coming back. No, he could come back any day now. Oh, hallelujah. Second Timothy, if that weren't enough, second Timothy chapter three says, but know this. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. Check. Lovers of money. Check. Boasters. Check. Proud. Check. Blasphemers. Check. Disobedient to parents. Check. Unthankful. Check. Unholy. Check. Unloving. Check. Unforgiving. Check. Slanders. Check. Without self-control. Check. Brutal. Check. Despisers of good. Traitors. Heady. Headstrong. Lovers of pleasure. Love than, rather than lovers of God. You can check it off the list. It's... It's happened. We're living in the last days. What are you waiting for before you think that Jesus Christ could return? What am I waiting for before I think that all of a sudden the sky can split and in a moment one will be left and the other taken. What are you waiting for? Oh, hallelujah. 
So what do I do today if I think he might come back today? Quit my job. Spend all my money. Move into a compound. Take out as many credit cards as I can. I want to give you two things to do when you walk out of this building today and think that he might come back today. Jesus said in Luke 21, take heed to yourselves. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that the day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. The first thing is to be ready. Evaluate your life in this room right now. Are you ready for him to come back? For those of you who are in school, those who have kids and that doesn't, if you're not in that category, you probably went to school, so you understand what it means to be ready, ready for school. I'm amazed at our inability at times in our house to get ready for school. Not just the clothes, but you got to get your backpack ready. You have to pack your lunch. You got to do some things in anticipation of that moment. Ready. He says, lest your hearts be weighed down with foolish living and the cares of this life. It happened unexpectedly. Is your life in order? We use that phrase, put your affairs in order. We say that many times when someone is coming to the end of their life, that they should put their affairs in order, and I'll just echo that. You should have your affairs in order. You should know and have it written down where your children are going to go should you die if they're young. You should know where your money is going to go after you die. You should know where your assets are going to end up after you die. That's called having your affairs in order. You should have your natural life in order. And I would add, you should have your spiritual life in order. Not just if you were to die, but our lives should be in order every day because Jesus Christ could come back today. What's the status of your heart? What have you done with your sins? Have you found a place of forgiveness for your sins? Have you repented of your sins? Have you surrendered your heart to Jesus? Have you been baptized in his name, the Bible says, for the forgiveness of sins? Have you experienced the wonder and the power of his spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in other tongues? Because Romans tells me, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. How am I going to be quickened away? How am I going to leave this place? Because of the spirit of God in me. Is your spiritual life in order? Are you ready for Christ's return? I preach every week with desperation because I am concerned that not everyone who walks in the door of this church is ready for Christ's return. What is more difficult is that I don't know if Christ is coming back on a Sunday morning after church. We have a better chance, I feel like, if he would come at noon on Sunday. I'm being facetious, but it strikes my heart. I'm concerned that some people are not ready on Monday or on Tuesday. I don't know when he's coming. I'm not going to be able to send out an email blast and broadcast that to you so you can have your heart ready for when he comes. He's coming, though, and he's coming suddenly and unexpectedly on a normal day. So let our hearts not be weighed down, carousing in drunkenness and cares of this life and miss the day. Because he said, watch therefore. So we're ready. We've got our life in order. We've got the bags packed, but are we watchful? When I was in junior high and most of high school or some of high school, I would ride the bus to school. And typically there was a stop down the street that I would walk to. But there was a period of time during my, I think my junior high days, that the bus would stop right in front of my house because there were a couple of us just riding the bus on that stop and our houses were closest. And so they would stop right in front of my house. And I'll tell you, I was ready. My bags were packed, but... There were a few times that I missed the bus, even though it was right in front of my house, because I fell asleep on the couch waiting for the bus. The bus came, but I wasn't watching for it. And every day, every day, Christ could come. And maybe today it would help you and help me. We walked outside and looked up into heaven and said, Jesus is today the day. So I want to be watching for it. I want to be believing for it. I don't want to be distracted with the cares of life and miss out on what he's bringing to us. And he said, watch therefore. Have attention, have your focus on God on that day. Matthew 24, he said, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. 
He uses this parable. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made rule over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. See, we're not just watching idly. We're not just sitting looking at the sky. But we're every day working with expectation and anticipation. He says of the servant, blessed is the servant whom his master, when he comes, finds him doing. What is he doing? He's giving them food. He's working on his behalf. Assuredly, he said, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. And he begins to mistreat the servants and he begins to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at an an hour that he is not aware of. And he will cut him in two and appoint him the portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's pretty, pretty plain. In verse 48, that passage strikes at me. Because the servant who's evil has this statement in his mind. My master, my master is delayed in his coming. My master is delaying his coming. And I don't know where you are on your belief when Jesus is coming back. But if this is in your vocabulary, I would take it out. Because it doesn't set you up to be and to do what Christ needs you to do on this earth. Because we're to be watchful. Not just looking up, but watchful, doing the things that the master would want us to do so that when he comes, he finds us actually engaged in the work that he called us to do. And therein is the the other side of the coin. Because being watchful also requires patience. We can get impatient sitting and saying, oh, The delay, the delay. Anybody felt that before? You're standing in line. The delay, it's all just, you hate it. But James chapter 5 says, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. He's coming any day now. And I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't know what your life consists of. But I draw you to the word of God today. If we can know that the cicadas are about to emerge out of the ground, I can look around and go, you know what? Those prophecies in Scripture have come to pass. And any day now, any day now, stand with me this morning.
Today, I bring you a message of comfort. Paul said, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. It means when the rapture of the church takes place, the dead in Christ are going to rise and we're going to join them in the air. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And Paul said this, therefore, comfort one another with these words. This today is a message of comfort. And if it doesn't feel like a message of comfort, that's okay. Because I believe before you leave this room, it can be a comforting thought to you. That Jesus Christ died and was buried and rose again so that you and I could have eternal life with him. I simply ask an age-old question that's been preached in churches for thousands of years. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to know that I'm ready today. Every day could be the day. Martin Luther said this. The theologian. He said, there are two days in my calendar. This day and that day. Two days on the calendar. It's this day and it's that day. And are you ready. I'm motivated by that thought today. I want to pray for you before I invite you to come. Lord, you know, you know, everyone under the sound of my voice, God, that hears this today, whether they're watching online or they're in this room today, but Lord, your word is true today. You gave us clear instructions and you gave us clear opportunity to know that only you know and we won't know. That we just have to be ready. We have to be ready for your return. God, and I pray if there's someone here today whose heart is not fixed on you, I pray you would give them, God, the motivation today to say, I'm going to surrender my heart to you. I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to deal with the sin issue in my life. I'm going to take your name on in baptism because you said that's where forgiveness of sins takes place. 
Lord, I'm going to open my heart to receive your spirit today because you said that's how I'm going to be able to be lifted out of here. God, and I'm praying today that someone, God, and really all of us would refocus our attention. We would be ready and we would be watchful. We would know that any day, any day now, Lord, you could split the sky and you could appear This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.